Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Raise Your Profile. Today we'll be talking to the to Maureen um, Sydney, who is passionate about teacher well-being. She also uh, that was part of her profession as well. I'll let her tell you guys more more from her story. But today is all is going to be all about teacher well-being. So welcome everyone and welcome uh, Maureen. So good to have you here. Hi there, and hi everyone else. Uh, I don't know where to start really. Um, I um, tell us a story. What's what, okay. what's the story? So, How you get to do what you do right a now? Very very brief synopsis of my career. I started off. Um, I, I got a degree in music. Started off as a teacher in primary schools, and then I spent um, about a dozen years as an opera singer. And uh, having finished, decided I didn't want to do that anymore because I really missed teaching. I went back into teaching, into further education, and I had a fantastic 18 years there um, and ended up uh, leading a team, at the, the higher education team. But then I decided um, that was getting um, very um, samey. And so I decided I needed to find a new challenge. Um, I also, at that point, realized that the values of the institution I was working with were moving away from my personal values. And so that was another good sign that I needed to move on and do something new. So I retrained as a, as an, as a, a coach. A coach. And one of the things that they don't tell you at the beginning is what, what, you, what is your niche going to be? So I had to spend quite a lot of time thinking that through. And then the obvious thing was that I really knew education inside out, having worked with children from the age of nursery right up to 60 or 70 plus because I'd taught from primary school right through to master's degree students and and so um that was a key thing but the other thing is that I'd always when I'd ended up leading teams I'd always been really passionate made sure that my teams were well cared for and I put their well-being at, at top of my my to-do list and so for me, it was always about making sure that systems and processes were such that they didn't make the job too onerous. And so when I decided to start uh, working as a coach, that's where I decided to function. So I have two elements to my coaching career. I do coaching with individuals uh, and helping them either with their career path, with relationship problems they might have in schools, um, I also help people um, in, uh, we do group retreats, me and a, a partner, Karen is a partner friend of mine. And I, I also work with teachers in groups and um, in schools, working with them to teach them the basic tenets of wellbeing and how to look out for stress, et cetera. And near the end today, I'll tell you about my latest venture, which is a new Facebook group. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keep it for the end. Yeah. Keep it best for the end. That's amazing. So what are the main challenges you've encountered? What, what are the main things that you help teachers with? I'm sure if um, we have any teachers watching that can relate to what you say. I personally have not been in this profession. What are the main challenges that they experience in terms of well-being? I think teachers are so focused on other people that they lose sight of themselves very often. And they're so committed to their schools, their individual children, their children at home, their wider families, that they lose a sense of identity. And so one of the things that I'm really keen to do with, with teachers right from the start is draw them back into themselves, 
because it's really important that they know how important they are and how important their well-being is because if they're not fit and healthy then they're not fit and healthy enough to do what is a really really challenging job yeah absolutely and once you burn out yourself you can't help other people anymore that's right yeah definitely and so a lot of my work is based on two angles obviously the physical well-being but i'm also very very conscious about the mental health issues that uh, uh, pervade schools now and currently with the lockdown situation it's very very difficult for teachers you know they are trying to manage a really impossible job of many of them are educating their own children but at the same time trying in lockdown to provide a really nice um, working environment for the children and yet they'll be feeling really bad and guilty that they're not there with the children all the time and um, and I think that's causing an awful lot of stress so that's why I set up my Facebook group so I will talk about that now so my Facebook group and um, I, I decided to set that up because I was aware that a lot of teachers um, were, were in this stuck position where they are working from home um, lots of challenges around um, technology and a lot of criticism from parents wanting to know when the children are going to be going back to school. I've, I've got two grandchildren of my own and I hear their parents, you know, one of them's back at school and the other one isn't. And the parents really understand, but at the same time, they're quite frustrated that they can't have their children back in school. So I decided that I wanted to help during this time. So I've set up this Facebook group called Teachers Revitalised. Teachers Revitalised. Teachers Revitalised. And the idea of the group is that teachers join and then each day there is either a video or a tip or an, a capacity to share ideas and to share the frustrations that they're feeling. But most of all, I want it to be a space where people leave feeling, actually, I feel better because I've spent some time with other people that understand. Yeah, yeah, in, in through the Facebook group. That's right, yeah. Okay, so, okay. So if we provide details at the end, so if anybody uh, here listening is a teacher and you need some time, you need, so, you have something to, sh you, you want to share, you want to work on your well-being, then you can join this group and I'm sure Marie will, will be able to help. Um, okay, what about your retreats there? What about your group coaching? What What is that all about? Okay, um, in schools, um, I take, um, I, I, I introduce people to a model called the PERMA model, which is um, about how to, the, the five tenets of getting happy and staying happy. And that includes um, recognizing that we're not naturally positive, so we have to deliberately get ourselves into that state making sure that as teachers, we remember to find activities that are going to put us into what I call our flow state. Um, as a singer, I used to embrace that every time I, I got on stage because you just, it's an activity where you just so into yourself that everything else ceases to exist. And it's important when teachers are really, really living very stressful teaching lives that they've got an activity that they know that they can call upon that puts them in that flow state. For some people, it's running. 
For some people, it's gardening. For some people, it's listening to music. For some people, it's painting or playing a musical instrument. It doesn't matter what it is. It's that the teacher knows what it is that they can do to get them into that space where they relax and they refocus and they rejuvenate themselves, revitalize. And then it's also about helping them understand relationships. And I'd like to tell a little story um, um, that, that happened to me in one of my workshops. Um, I was talking about the importance of having good effective relationships. And I, I often use numbers to try and help people identify how good they feel they are coping with certain things. So this particular day I said to people, so on a one to 10 continuum, how good do you think your relationships are? And afterwards this lady came up to me and she said, that was really profound because I realized that most of the time, most of my relationships are an eight or a nine, but my relationship with my mum is way down at one. And she's realised I've got to do something about that. So, so that's the sort of things that happen in the workshops. It's like these aha moments which really help people. I also make sure when I do the workshops that I don't just do one. I do a series of four in a school. So I build up a relationship with the staff. And so it was great to go back a few months later and ask this lady, how's your relationship with your mum? And she said, it's so much better. And so thank you. And I said, well, no, you've done all the work, but that's that's what I aim to do is to just provide people with things to reflect on and to put into place yeah. if they think it's important for them. Just facilitate the, uh, the, the process and, and and sometimes we need that external perspective, right, as, as this lady didn't realize that the, her relationship with her mom was affecting everything once something's not right in one area of your life it affects everything else right that's a massive uh, principle let's call it that way uh, within coaching and i really like the uh the second step so the, the the second step was finding an activity that puts you back into in flow right that that was yeah, yeah. so whatever it may be whether it's gardening or or um running or reading or, or or something else i mean i think when you're in a profession and and i think it's the same even for the coaching profession or a caring profession or any other profession when you're in a profession when you have to work with other people and you give so much it's very easy to lose yourself and sort of be focused on everybody else apart from from you and as you say also lose your identity so you need to find something that is solely for you and to to, to to gain back control of your well to, to go back to yourself really yeah so what are the other steps you mentioned there are five right. elements and the other one is and and this is tends to be quite easy for teachers and the one of them is is having meaning in your life and teachers um go through a process with that because they you know initially there i remember my first teaching job i was so excited so focused on the children so my meaning was the job but then when i had my first son suddenly the meaning of life changed considerably and there's a real adjustment between realizing there's a difference between teaching a classroom of children and then being completely responsible for this little baby that you've got to look after and so there's also the stress that comes around adjustment you know and then and then you have another child so you, you things change again and then 
time goes on, and like me, I'm in the time of my life now where my children have grown up, left home. One of them's got children of their own. And so I think the process of life can often um, leave teachers quite um, flawed sometimes. You know, for a long time, they might exist quite happily and suddenly something happens in their life and it can really damage them and make them very, very stressed. For example, my, my ex-husband had two um, really serious um, breakdowns and we realised looking back that that's because we were not taking care of ourselves individually and uniquely. So what I'm talking about in my, in my coaching is very much based on my personal experiences because I think to be an authentic coach, you need to have experienced stuff because otherwise you you and, and you have to have done the job as well to understand the pressures that people are under. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's it works best when you base everything on your own experience and the troubles yeah. you've gone through and the troubles you've overcome. So what about if but at some... the same time? Go on. So what? But it's really important as a coach that you don't you don't spend lots of time telling people those experiences. People don't want to hear what I experienced. They want me to ask questions. So what's important for me is that I always stop and think, am I about to say something, which is a piece of advice, or am I turning this piece of advice into a question because of the experience that I've had? So I wouldn't, for example, ever say to somebody, I think you should it would be more, I've listened to you and I've noticed that you've mentioned this word six or seven times. Do you know what word it is that you're using, which potentially is dragging you down a little bit? And invariably people can tell me what the words are and why they've introduced <laughs> them into their language and why they want to get rid of them. And so it's important that experience is um, there as a as a basis, but not as a guide. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Not make it about make it about your client, but not about yes, about you. It, it just helps you relate better, but it's not about them at the end. It's not about you at the end of the day. It's about them. Not at all. So I remember from speaking to you that there are occasions when teachers are not happy in their profession perhaps they want to change is that something that you focus on still i mean i find it fasc fascinating while we're talking now i it, it dawned on me again that you've effectively changed career twice you started out as a, as a singer um then you changed to being a teacher in higher education and now you're a coach so you've changed career twice and that is an incredible experience to have so is that something you do as well or or, or, or yes it is and I, if i can just correct you actually i've changed my career a lot more times than that because <laughs> i was i was a primary school teacher then i made the transition to being an opera singer which was a long journey then then I became, um, then I, I moved into further education. But in that job, I had um, 10 jobs in 15 years. So, and, and, and so, so I think that if we are really, if we understand ourselves, then we can, and we reflect on stuff, we know when we need to move on. So yes, I feel that that is something that I, I'm always listening to with people. And one of the important things with that is 
it's about checking your values. And if you are finding yourself unhappy in a job, then I can bet your bottom dollar it's because your values are have shifted and they're not the same as the organisation you're working in. That sometimes is just about a school because schools can have very, very different values. So it's important that you're constantly um, being aware of your values and they change as you get older as well. Yeah, absolutely. Can I just say something for all of you guys who are watching or listening to this and you feel a little bit guilty perhaps that you haven't stuck to one thing all the time or perhaps somebody else has made you feel guilty because you can't stick to one thing. I think life is all about experiences and exploration and at the end of the day you need to find or find yourself, construct yourself and find what you're really passionate about and everything that you do, whether you've changed career once, twice, several times, you've held 15 jobs. I've personally had a lot of jobs and I've changed and pivoted multiple times. And I believe it's part of my experience as well. And so if you have, if that's been part of your journey to whoever you guys are watching this, then stop feeling guilty about this or stop allowing other people to make you feel guilty about it. Because ultimately it's, it's about you doing what you're truly passionate about and you can't think yourself into it you're not born and say oh I'm going to be this or I'm going to be that that's very 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 rare I mean my mom knew she wanted to be an artist when she was three but that is extremely extremely rare case and she never changed career but that is very very rare so if you don't know what you want to do it's okay to change careers it's okay to help to hold several jobs until you find the right one for you because ultimately if you're not happy what you're doing you're not going to be able to help other people provide an excellent job right oh. Absolutely. And I think, too, um, what can be an absolutely perfect job one year can be the worst job in the world the following year because yeah. we change and circumstances change. And it's being bold and honest enough with ourselves to know that, yes, we can change and we can move on. So in answer to your question about five minutes ago, yes, I do work with people to help them identify whether at that point in time, that's the place where they want to change. And I help them by asking them the right questions that they can ask themselves. Hmm. And as you said, it's usually when, when your values don't match the organization's values anymore, perhaps your circumstances change in another career another job or maybe another institution is more, will be better for you. I suppose there are a number of things going on there that it's, it's between you and your client to, to discover whether it's about staying in the job, it's about changing institution because the values are different or it's about cha changing career altogether. Mm. And sometimes it's actually about staying, but getting comfortable with deciding to stay. So for example, there've been times in my life where I decided to stay because it was important for my children. So I wanted them to have, uh, they loved living where we lived. And so it was important for me then that I thought about them above me. So it was then about, that's when I began to start thinking, so what can I do outside of the job that gives me some satisfaction as well? And that's where we get back to the flow activities that we're not just focused on our job because if we do, then there's a saying that, um, you know, all work and all play make, and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And I think that's really true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So where is your focus today? Is it on the retreats or individual coaching or group coaching, or is it all of these things together? Where is your focus? And 
My focus in terms of normality is that I do 50-50 working in schools and, and coaching and the retreats. Um, but of course, at the moment, I can't do any of those things. So what I decided, I, I don't like to let the grass grow under my feet too much. So what I decided to do was that I wanted to set up a Facebook group. And that's been great as well, because I've had, I've had to learn new skills for that. I've had to learn how to use teleprompters. I've had to learn to be able to write lots of stuff on a weekly basis so that I can post uh, things. So for me, um, coaching is also continually developing my skill base. So my, um, so I think I think what I'll talk about more now then is is actually the um, my uh, teachers revitalised um, mm -hmm. Facebook group because on uh, Mondays I usually we have a theme every week. Um, uh, last week it was keeping active. This week, it's thinking about being in the moment. So each week for the next 12 weeks, I've got a theme that's going to run through so that we're looking at the same thing for a week. Um, on a Monday, I post uh, a quote that's relevant for the theme and, 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 a, and a little bit of a, a paragraph of thinking. On Tuesdays, I post a tip and encourage people to also post tips that they might want to share. On Wednesday, I do a video and that lasts between three and six or seven minutes, depending on the topic. And then Thursdays, it's about being a bit more thoughtful, reflecting on some of the things that we've talked about. Fridays, Feel Good Friday, I encourage people to share some of the things that have really happened well for them. And Saturdays, this is the other part of the training I do in schools that we've not covered yet and that's about accomplishments and the thing about teachers is they are constantly developing their skills they've constantly got to do CPD so fast and furious that they rarely get the time to stop and savor mm. and they can go a decade and suddenly say well I've not learned anything which is total nonsense but because the job's so pressurised and they're surrounded by all these brilliant other teachers, you can find your confidence slipping because you think that you've not done anything. But just getting up every day and going and doing the job means that you've accomplished a great deal and you've really developed lots of transferable skills. So Saturdays are for savouring on Teachers Revitalised. I like that. Saturdays are for savouring. I like that very much. Okay, so how can people contact you? Actually, before that, is there any tips you'd like to share uh, to the teachers uh, watching this? Obviously, you have a lot of a lot of tips, and once you talk to people individually, there's a lot of things you can work on together. But is there anything you'd like to share? Any sort of immediate tips that they can do immediately if they're feeling drained, burnt out, lost, identity lost, etc.? Yeah, I think I think it's about sitting down quietly with a cup of coffee and saying to yourself, you really are okay. You're a great person, you're a great teacher. And what is it that really helps you get centered? Is it that you can get lost in a book? Is it that you like gardening and you can go and garden for an hour? Is it making a meal for the family? 
and having the radio on? Is it sitting listening to music? Is it going for a run? Is it just going for a walk? Is it looking after your dog? And it's about trying to find those spaces where you can be on your own and listen to your own thoughts. Because I think it's about rekindling the love you have for yourself. And that's really important. And as teachers, we are constantly judging ourselves if we're not careful because we never think we've done a good job because there's always some child that we've not managed to get to or we've not managed to do what we want to do with them but it's trying to step, look at look at the bigger picture and think actually I'm doing an okay job and at the moment I think I really feel for um, for everybody because everything's so much up in the air and they must be missing the children so much no, really, teach, I was thinking this morning, the teachers this year have, have lost so much opportunity. You know, they must be really sad that they haven't been able to spend all this quality time with the children. And at the end of the year, when they get all the gifts from the children, they know that's because they've done a brilliant job for them and they've made a difference. And that's been made really hard this year with the um so it's about it's about saying to everybody, don't give yourself a hard time. This has just been one of those situations that nobody could have imagined. And so just just give yourself some slack. That's really good advice. I love that. <laughs> That's really good advice. I think everybody needs to do that. But as you said, teachers have been so affected by what's been going on and they you know and, and, and everything they couldn't they couldn't do because of it. Um, mm -hmm. So thank you, Maureen. That was really, really good. So if somebody wants to work with you, whether one-to-one -one basis or, uh, or book a retreat or book a group coach, what's the best way to contact you? Can you? Okay, they can contact me on, via you because you've got my contact detail. They can also contact me by looking at Arteos Coaching, www.arteoscoaching.com. I'm also on Facebook as Maureen Sydney. Uh, that's my personal Facebook page. I've also got a, a, a business page called Arteos Coaching, and it'd be great if people got onto there and then joined Teachers Revitalised Group. It would be wonderful to have some more members. Excellent. So, are there any teachers watching this? If you, you if you're a teacher watching this, then please join uh, Marie's group. And I'm sure. And if and if you're not a teacher but you've got friends or family that are teachers, then please share that with them too definitely thank you so much for this opportunity it's been brilliant to be able to chat with you and talk with you again likewise i uh, i really enjoy this um, this chat maureen and um sure we will we'll talk again soon i wish you all the best in your coaching i thank hope you. you're able to help a lot more teachers or whatever else you decide to do in the future i think yeah, yeah. never-ending journey <laughs> and it's always absolutely true but I'm sure whatever you do, you'll be able to help a lot of people. So thank you for that. And thank you for being here today. Okay. Virtual hug. <laughs> Virtual hug. Yes. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye.